Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 135. Uh, hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are. Uh, a beautiful day here in Southern California. A blue, blue sky. Love that. Um, I don't know if you've been able to go out at night. Um, if you have not been able to go out at night and just look up at the stars, I cannot encourage you enough to do that. Um, right now, uh, Venus and uh, uh, you can see Venus, you can see Jupiter, you can see Saturn. So if you look um, southwest, if you look southwest at night, you'll be able, they call it, I, I just found this out, but they called it the winter star and the winter star is Jupiter. It's like up in that southwest corner. If you look at it at night and see Jupiter and Here's how my brain works, and it's a quirky, weird thing. But I look up at Jupiter, and um, and I just think, wow! My mind is just blown by blown by the fact that that is a planet in our solar system, and it's near, and yet it's so far away. And so it's in our solar system. But if I think about the the entire solar system. Like, it's just a blip on a dot. Like, honestly, Earth is just so insignificant in comparison to the galaxy, just the massiveness of the galaxies. And so I, it, something about that draws me in. There's something mysterious about that when I just... So sometimes I'll just stand there and I'll just look up at the stars, look up at the sky, and I just, I'm blown away by the fact that there are planets just like this one that are orbiting the same sun and they're just there. There's a consistency about it and they're just there and there's stars that are just there and, and they show up at certain periods of time. That's why Jupiter is called the winter star because every winter it shows up as bright as it could possibly be because that's where it is in the rotation. And, and that just kind of blows my mind that there is system, uh, there's a system, there's order, which points me to a creator God. Uh, points me to this place where I'm going, you are high above it all. Like um, I, I've been memorizing some Psalms and uh, one of the Psalms that I've been working through is Psalms 42. And he has this idea that he sets his glory above the heavens. How beautiful is that? So when I think about Jupiter and I see Jupiter, I go, his glory is set above all of that all the galaxies. And my mind is just, I, I, I just, I find that draws me into worship and relationship and uh, all these uh, really, really um, amazing things. So this is what I would encourage you to do. One, today's a beautiful day. Uh, but the second thing is maybe tonight, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, go and look at the southwest corner this, uh, tonight. And if it's a clear sky, you're going to see Jupiter and maybe just imagine just God's glory over it all. Look at the stars and just go, his glory is over it all. And just stand there for a second and just be in complete and utter awe 
of that moment that you're experiencing with God. And, you know, for me, it just causes me to just, I smile. It causes me to praise him. It causes me to have a beautiful imagination and wonder and a mystery and all those different things. And it's drawing me near, drawing me near to his heart. And um, so for me, it's like, this isn't some fantasy. This is relational. And there's things that he has set all around me that are just drawing me into this deeper understanding, this deeper relationship with him. So maybe tonight, go check that out and and maybe see uh, what it is you experience as you just are in awe of how grand and how massive and how beautiful his creation is. And then just imagine how amazing the creator is. So, um, hey, uh, once again, just thank you so much for those of you who listen, um, for those of you who uh, subscribe and share these with friends, like really appreciate it. And then thank you for those of you who continue to give in a multitude of different ways. Uh, We got a new uh, person who gave to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Just want to say thank you so much uh, for being a part of this podcast and making this podcast happen. So awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. And uh, and now we continue. We continue in our uh, digging into Proverbs. So we're in Proverbs 11, verse 28, and it says this, whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Um, I was thinking through this particular proverb, and as I was processing through it, uh, I was reminded of my childhood home. So grew up on a home. It's this, it was a old house. It used to be black and they painted it green, a old house. I've talked about it before, but it was literally on top of a hill. So it's on top of this hill, but all around it is like forest and, and massive. And so, you know, part of my responsibility was mowing the lawn, but I love the fall. I absolutely fall. And the fall in the Midwest is just unbelievable. It's kind of it's kind of what you look to all year long. It's like it's so beautiful. So like September, October, November is just so beautiful. The 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 leaves change and it's really beautiful. But I remember as a kid leaves changing meant wow, that's really fun, but it also meant raking a an acre or over an acre uh, of lawn, you know? And so, I mean, yes, it was fun at times because we got to jump in these big pile of leaves and that was awesome. But then it was just so strenuous, like all these dead leaves on the ground. They were once these thriving things attached to a tree, but now they're dead. And as a result of them being dead, I'm going to sweep them into a pile. And then as I would sweep them into a pile, I would bring them to the fireplace and then I would set them on fire. Because why? Because they're dead. This is uh, a bit of what uh, Solomon's trying to help us understand. You know, leaves that are green, they're alive. They're thriving, right? They don't fall off the tree. Um, They are attached to the source of life. And as a result of that, they thrive. 
you know, because the the tree is providing them nutrients and they are, you know, no green leaf is like, you know what, I want a piece out of here. I want to be on the ground down there. No, they're, they're attached to that tree and it, that tree is that source of life that's bringing that to them. And and I love these, this analogy that, that Solomon gives us. Um, it's like, I, 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 you know, and this is helpful for me. And again, I'm, I'm kind of a visual learner, a naturalist, you know, and so I learn a lot. I mean, if you listen to the last episode, I was like watching these hummingbirds, you know, in the midst of a windstorm. And I just kind of learn things that way. So I don't know how you learn, uh, but I learn by just kind of watching and observing. That hasn't been necessarily, I think, how I've always been. But I would say in the last three and a half years, learning to slow down enough to just kind of observe things and see what's really going on. So in my mind, I have Solomon and he's out outside on Solomon's porch. We know about um, this uh, kingdom that he built and, and that there was a porch called Solomon's porch. So I imagine him on Solomon's porch and I imagine all these trees all around him. And I imagine him like looking at these and watching these trees with these brilliant and full of green, like healthy leaves, like he's watching them. And he's, you know, he's penning the words of Proverbs right? He's coming up with these different analogies and and he's incredibly wise, the wisest man who's ever lived, right? And he's penning these things. He's trying to help us understand what's important and what to watch out with and what to be careful. So he starts looking at these leaves and he's like peering at them and he's like, what's going on here? What's actually happening here? And as he's observing uh, creation, he then kind of looks over the, 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 the spans of his the expanse of his kingdom, right? I have him like looking at the trees and the leaves and then I have him like turning and he sees the massive expanse of his kingdom that he's living in and he starts reflecting, right? And so he's penning these words and he's looking at the leaves and then he looks at this massive kingdom that he's built, you know, and his riches. He's one of the richest men, right? Uh, Of all times. And he's looking at it all. And, and we do know that. We know that he was one of the richest kings living. So he's like, I think I have something to say about these leaves and then this kingdom and this wealth and these riches and all that comes with it. I think I'm feeling this tension. I think I'm feeling this truth. And he starts to, to pen um, these words. Whoever trusts in his riches, you know, he's looking at his kingdom. And he's going, will fall. But the righteous, those who are following after God, pursuing after God, will flourish like a green leaf, like this green leaf that I'm looking at over here, like they'll flourish. So, you know, and it's interesting as I started, you know, again, sitting back in this and working through it, you know, looking at your bank account or your bank statement uh, brings about a certain amount of emotions for many different people. Uh, people, sometimes people never check their bank account because they can't handle the disappointment, right? That disappointment says to them, like, you're a failure. You're not accomplishing what you should be accomplishing. You need to do more and you're not doing it. You're a failure. You know, so they're like, I just don't even want to look at my bank statement because I just don't want to deal with that. And then you have people who overdraft as a result of that because they just can't handle dealing with that. You know, others, 
look at it all the time and out of some anxious urge, you know, that maybe they're uh, afraid that it's disappeared or that it's going to disappear. And so the more I look at it, the more I, it'll feel like I'm in control of it. Right. And and so it, but they're anxious about it. You know, they're like, oh, my gosh, what, what would happen if this went away? And what would that mean for my future? And what would that mean for my right now? And what do we you know, they start kind of swirling around these anxious thoughts Right. And then uh, I think lastly, and it's not to say that there's three different things, there's multiple different things. But uh, I think lastly, there's others who look at their accounts and they feel a sense of pride. They look at their accounts and they go, look at all I've done. Look at all that I've accomplished. Nothing can touch me. I'm fine. Right. Nothing can touch me. You know, how many of us look at our bank accounts? And this is what I think Solomon's trying to help us get to. How many of us look to our bank accounts and think, look at what God has given to me? If it's a little bit or a whole lot, look what God has given me. I wonder what he will have me do with this money, either big or small, in this account. I wonder what he would want me to do with this. I wonder how he would... As he looks at this account, what he sees, I want his heart. I want his desire. What if we change the way we viewed all that we've been given just like that leaf, right? It's interesting. Um, If you personalize a leaf, you know, a, a leaf has an awareness that the only reason it's alive is because it's attached to the source of life this tree that's bringing it life, right? It remains attached because without it, 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 it's dead. It's lifeless. It's like those leaves that I would rake up and, and then eventually burn because they're, you're useless. And if you look to uh, John 15, if you ever want to take a minute, get to John 15. Look what happens to branches that get cut off, right? He basically says they're useless. They need to be burned up, right? This is kind of the analogy that, that, that Solomon's trying to help us get our head around. Uh, we are, um, we are, we're kind of the same, right? Because without being fully aware that out of a relationship with God, all things flow, everything. And if we're not careful, we start looking at those dollars and those dollars start defining us both in a in a negative way, right, where we're down on ourselves or in a negative way because we think too much of ourselves instead of going, it's all God's, it's all for his glory, no matter what it is. You know, money and success will never, let me say it again, will never fill us up. We are dead as detached leaves without him. Do we want life or do we want wealth and affluence? And I think it's an appropriate question to be challenged with. Where am I at in this whole journey? Because Solomon's like the righteous are like thriving, green, healthy leaves. Those who pursue after wealth are like dead leaves on a ground, detached from the God of the universe. Because flourishing is found in the faithful followers of God Almighty. So the question is this, do you want Jesus more than having more? Do you want Jesus more than having more?
And maybe just pause, reflect, think through that. Let it challenge you. Let it convict you. I know, I know it's been doing that uh, for me. So, Father God, we just want you. Uh, continue to convict our hearts when we find our security in wealth or affluence. Continue to reveal to us those places of pride and arrogance where we feel like we own it all. You own a cattle on a thousand hills. You, own, you are above it all. You are the God of um, Isaac and Jacob and Abraham, and you love us and you care about us, and we have life and life to the full through you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.